Extra, extra Broadway fans, we're about to discuss newsies, and you can't find our opinions in the papes, so you better watch. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. If we're united, let us seize the day. Hey, Broadway people. We are talking newsies today. If you could not tell by this amazing score by Alan Menken. Uh, I am BFIPS14, Brianna Phipps, that's your host on Twitter, Instagram, BFIPS1214 on Snapchat. And my lovely, lovely host, your special guest. Hi, everyone. I'm Tiana Hobson. Thanks for having me back, guys. You can find me at the Tiana Hobson. And as always, I'm Jack Kelly. No, I'm <laughs> close. I'm 123 Jackie B on all platforms. And she's our little cowboy today. Yeah, I've got my Jack Kelly. And of course, and we have our amazing, amazing engineer Alexis back in the booth with us today. Hi, Alexis. You want to tell them where they can find you? You can find me all over social media at ATORES890. I'm ready to seize the day. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Alexis. All right, guys, before we seize the day, though, we will be talking about, of course, our Broadway news for the week, always brought to us by Robert Diamond and BroadwayWorld.com. Thank you so much for giving to, this to us every week. Uh, I saw, Okay, this first one I had seen earlier in the week, and I was like, okay, we're going to have to talk about this, which is the fact that Allegiance, George Takai's new... Uh, musical is going I to be think filmed to Takei. Because yeah. he had that whole thing with like Takei so gay and it was like rhyming. And I'm, I'm not making this up. It's like not me trying to be mean. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Like, like I've, uh, I've only know him from Star Wars and from people making fun of him from Star Wars and from Will and Grace. So. And I only know yeah. that because my boyfriend keeps being like, you're pronouncing his name wrong and you're supposed to be a fan of his. And I'm like, okay, okay. Takei. Okay, Takei. Okay, Takei. Learning something new. Yeah. Shooting star. But I'm excited for that. I'm just excited just because the more and more we hear, because we keep talking about it every week, that they keep filming more and more musicals to put into theaters, which I think is amazing. Um, and I'm also just intrigued because I didn't know if I would want to pay money to go see if he could sing, but I would love to watch to see if he could sing it. Or there if are he plenty even of sings. other people in the cast. No, yeah. I don't know if he sings or not, but exactly. like there are plenty of other people in the cast um, who can sing. Yeah, are great I'm singers like, and great dancers. Yeah. But him in particular, I'm just intrigued. I'm sh- I think, and I could be wrong, I feel like he's done some online video clips of you know making fun of himself where he does sing and he can at least... Yes, Hold you're a right, Tiana. Oh. Okay. Yeah, there's a few. He's very, very active on social media and all that kind of stuff. So he really no, has no, like I can go see that. he yeah. has like the best Facebook page, the best Twitter, yeah, like awesome YouTube <laughs> so much him. funny stuff. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's yeah. also amazing on Will and Grace, not just because it's my favorite comedy. Of but yeah, there, this uh, play is about the internment of the Japanese during World War II. It's based off of personal experiences from his own life. So that's going to be. Really, it's gonna be interesting always, how that subject matter becomes a musical. Yeah, and I don't know, like I don't know about other parts of the world and stuff. Like I grew up in San Francisco, where there was a large internment of the Asian population, especially Japanese, because of World War II. Um, so we don't learn too much about that though in history class. At least I didn't. There was one page in my history book about this, and yeah. I remember that as a kid because I remember thinking like, oh, well that. I guess that wasn't so bad. And then growing up and actually learning about no, it, you're like, terrible. oh, wait, no, like this was a horrible, horrible thing that happened. But in the history book, it only had like two paragraphs on it, one page and a picture. They have in Los Angeles, um, they have a Japanese American museum that has a lot of information about the Japanese internment camps. If, um, if you live in LA and you're interested, I'm sure there are other museums across the U.S., 
Um, the way I found this out, though, is I went there for a Hello Kitty exhibit, and the Hello Kitty <laughs> exhibit dumps you out at the internment camp. That's so you're kind like, of... happy, 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 and they're like, life is terrible! Oh, my like, gosh. It's kind of an intense... It, it was very sure. intense, but it was very much... Um, you realize that these people, like, we were treating ju- them just as horribly as mm. the German people were treating the Jewish people. So it's it's really, it should be a, um, a piece of history that we really should And it'll be about. interesting to see it from the perspective of someone that went through it rather than just basing it off of a history book. Yeah. Um, this is going to be, December 13th is when they're going to film it. And you can start purchasing tickets for that date on November 11th at www.fathomevents.com or at box offices. Um, Second piece of news is Angela Lansbury reveals that she actually won't be returning to the Chalk Garden. She said, I've decided against coming back to Broadway. She wants to spend more time with her family, which I feel she deserves. The woman is 90. Yeah, that was (laughs) more of my thing. I was like, she's 90. Like, if I was 90, I would now want to be up and doing a play. I'd be like, bitches... I am legendary, and now I need to. But I like yeah. her reason isn't because, like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm older, and I really, like, I don't feel like I can do this anymore. She it's, did it's, say, though, that she doesn't feel like she feels like five years ago, like ten years ago, which, yeah, I but, get. but her main reason was just because I don't want to be alone in New York. I'd rather be with my family. Yeah. Which is, like, amazing. Because this woman, is, I just feel like she's, like, a big tank truck. Like, nothing can destroy her. <laughs> she did sure. do, uh, she sang, um, her song from Beauty and the Beast, Tale as Old as Time. Yeah, there's a clip on Broadway Be Down on the tw- <laughs> on our Twitter feed if you want to check it out. Um I wish I hope I wish she was singing it in the new movie, in the new live action. I do too. I do too. I don't know if I can listen to someone else sing it. I mean I did it, I did in the musical, but still in my head it was Angela <laughs> The musical's a lot different though. Like I yeah. feel like it, it things are okay in the musical because the musical kind of has some really different things going on there. Yeah. So unfortunately, if you guys were planning on going to see the Chalk Garden Sea or you won't see Angela Lansbury, it, it will, might still be a great show though. So who knows? Um, last piece of news we have for today is Raman Karamlu, and I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, is going to return to Broadway as Glub and Anastasia, the new Anastasia movie they're coming out with, which did I see super so well bad. in its previews. Yeah. I want to see this so bad. Um, if you I don't love know, that. I love the, car- the, the cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> the animation is one but of my favorite Disney. movies. It's not yeah, Disney. It's not Disney. Yeah. 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 For everyone that thinks it's Disney, it's, it's not Disney. Not. No. It looks it's, very Disney. Well, it's, it's because the guy, yeah. Yeah. the guy coming back from Xanadu that did the animation for Xanadu that, everyone, that looked very Disney, he used to work for Disney, and then he broke out and did all these things and that's why people that's always why think it's Disney because it, it looks I used to want to be I used to think that I was Anastasia the Lost Princess <laughs> yep um, same here I don't know how like age wise that would have worked out but in my mind I was like that's it I'm trapped here this because I don't remember that I'm a princess and yeah you traveled through time I traveled I through time there apparently was, there was some old movie where where they showed like what happened in the Russian Revolution and they showed how like you know, most of the family was, like, captured and shot at yeah. gunpoint. And I was like, I don't want to be Anastasia. Her whole family died horribly. Did you guys have to watch the video? In my biology class, we had to watch where they, like, did the ear test. Like, oh, this the woman that claimed to be her. And it turned out she wasn't. They found out she wasn't. Yeah. But, yep. like, they were like, oh, look at this ear. 
and and Anastasia's ear. We can tell by determination of this. Like that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. Uh, we watched it in my class, and I was like, ear? "How can you tell? <laughs> like, did they use ear. a picture of the ear, like a side by side comparison? Yeah, like I was. I, yeah, like they took an old. I don't know. Mm, like it okay. was weird. Yeah, I was in biology so for like very remedial students. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch anything. I'm convinced she's still alive and she's still out there. Just hanging out. Yeah, she's, she's still, like, she's well, just how old like, she be now? Like a hundred and something? And then she's going to come back and sing to us. She's going to come back and sing. <laughs> hey, as long as she sings Once Upon a Angela December. Angela Lansbury was also in that film singing in a terrible Russian accent. Aww. Sorry. I, I wow. love the film, but it was, I'm sorry. I love Angela Lansbury, <laughs> but it was a really weird Russian accent. <laughs> it's okay, Tiana. You're you're the actual Princess Tiana. Almost. Yes, I got Princess Tiana Yeah, instead. you are Princess oh, Tiana. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> so this will be opening on April 24th, 2017 at the Broadhurst Theater is when Anastasia will open officially. Mm, nice. I have my own little um, Broadway news. Oh, There's going to be a Hamilton documentary on PBS yes. uh, next month on October, October 20th. 21st. Yeah. If you want more information, I tweeted it at our Broadway uh, B-Down. It's <laughs> on my dad's birthday. We're so excited. That's awesome. I said it's the best birthday that's, present that's a celebration. Get. Yeah, that's yep. a celebration okay. right there. Back to our show now. Thank you so much again, Robert Diamond and BroadwayWorld.com. We're talking Newsies, the film. This, this is one of my favorite film. movies of all time. Oh my god, mine I'm too. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> so excited about this right now. Um, I'm going to read this really, <laughs> really fast. Tana and I fast. are going like, to zoom from our seats. <laughs> I'm going to read this really, really fast, and it's just the actual account like that I got from Wikipedia, so I'm sorry if it's wrong. But it's from Wikipedia, so it has to be right, right? <laughs> Um, so the actual Newsboys strike of 1899 lasted from July 20th to August 2nd. The leader of the strike was a one-eyed young man named Lewis Ballant, nicknamed K- Kid Blink, who spoke with a heavy Brooklyn accent and was often phonetically transcribed when he was quoted by newspapers. And they, that's why they have the, guy, the kid with the eye patches to he called the Kid actual Blink. Leader. He is yeah. called is Kid he? Blink in the Sorry, movie. Sorry, yeah. I didn't catch that. Um, and Maurice Cohen was the inspiration for Jack cowboy kelly while the role of the strike leader is given to the fictional kelly the actual strike ended with a compromise the world and journal agreed to buy back all unsold copies of the newspapers the history of the newsboys strike of 1899 is told in david nasa's book children of the city at work and play uh, yeah there we go sorry i wanted just to read that so everyone knew the actual count. <laughs> that there is a history to it there is yeah, a history. i mean jack it's it's interesting because when you when you look at uh the characters, the fictional characters of Jack and uh, David and Spot Conlon, they're actually kind of an amalgamation mm-hmm. of Kid mm-hmm. Blank because some of the things they do were things that actually happened to him. Some of the things that happened to them are things that actually did happen to the Newsies. Like um, they were shorted on some of their papers, which is which is like part of what started it in the first place because they felt like they were getting ripped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Newsies were, you know, the Newsies were actually, like, they were a huge distribution. It, it was, like, a, a big job for kids because kids were so poor and they needed jobs. But I don't think many of them were as old as they're portrayed as in this like, film. Well, I mean, a lot of them are younger than he, than Jack Kelly is because he's 17. Right. Um, but so, you, when you look at the other characters, like, David Moscow is clearly the same age as Christian Bale. I, I don't know actually factually if he was, but he looks like he's about like the same age. Yeah. There are a lot of... Christian Bale, by the way, fun fact, actually 17 in this movie. Very rare to have someone play their own age. Which, I'm sorry, he doesn't look an age of 17. He looks like he's, like, 25. Right. Yeah, yeah. Our, friend, our friend was that. all, like, watching it because he had no idea that this existed, and he was like... How come he looks the same as he does now, just in a maybe little smaller body? Yeah, yeah his head looks exactly the same. <laughs> exactly. He hated this movie. Yeah, which, was, <laughs> I, which, which yeah. I do want to talk about. I'm going to talk about it later because it's just interesting to me. But 
Why do you guys think that they decided to like make this Jack Kelly character instead of going with the original character, since it is based loosely? Well, first off, you'd have to have a kid like dancing with an eye patch on, and I don't, I don't actually watch the character that much who plays Kid Blink. Oh, he dances his ass dances. off with yeah. that eye patch. Yeah, there's a character in, yeah. the, in the musical also who has an eye patch and he dances the entire time. Yeah, I'm yep. just like yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering. I'm intrigued as to. I what just thought that was. it helps the story because it's based on actual facts, but it's not completely exactly what happened. So by having a fictional character in there, it helps to for it to not be like this is history. This is how it went down. Mm, that's a good. Point. It's kind of like okay, but this is a fictional character, so it allows you to have more lenience with the story. Yeah, so it's to not make like it watching Disney's production. Pocahontas where you're like, yeah. wow, what did you do to Pocahontas? <laughs> also, Christian Bale was in that film as well. <laughs> Just, uh, Christian Bale Sunday, guys. <laughs> That's um, kind of Sunday. So we do have the main characters. You said jo- uh, Jack Kelly, Davey, Les, which is the little... Les. 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 Sorry. Which He's is hot the little now, brother. by the way. Look him up. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he I saw is. the IMDb. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey there, Luke. <laughs> Hey. Tiana we're like, this, for we're you. like the same age, so because yeah, no, like seriously, so Tiana okay. coming for you, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then we have I've added Crutchy into the main characters because in my head he's the main one of the Crutchy main is my favorite main characters. characters. Yeah, like even though like he like does spend the majority of time at the rougher yeah. that kid is acting really hard though he yeah. doesn't actually talk like that he doesn't actually have a limp so it's like he has That's, to do I a love that, that like line where it's all like. Do you think people can tell I'm faking my limp? Because I'm like, what if like he was just asking that in general? And they're like, you know what? Let's put that in Let's the film. Put that in there. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> Great. Um, and then Spot, who he, he I didn't realize, but like I've seen like a lot of his. He's a big actor nowadays. Like he was in Boardwalk Empire, which I watched. He was just in that vinyl. He does it in with Martin Scorsese. Hmm. Really? Spot. Yeah. Okay. Guys, can he I just tell you something? I was going to marry him when I was a Spot? kid. Spot. <laughs> Like, he was my future husband. He's part of the reason I watched this movie almost every single day after school to the point of my mom being like, let's hide this VHS from Tiana so she cannot put it on anymore. <laughs> but it was all for spot. I think, you know what? Something about a Brooklyn boy, I think you know? There's, Hashtag well, all for spot. <laughs> there's, there's also something about this movie that um, I think Tiana and I watched it as teenage girls. So when you're a teenage girl and there's a movie full of like very attractive teenage boys, it's hard not to like look on it with like nostalgia and awe. You watched awe. it as a teenage girl in 1992. You're not that old, Jackie. No, like, I was I w- a teenage girl in 19. 19- no, in 1992, I lived in Germany. I didn't watch this movie because <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I didn't watch this movie until I moved to the states, and I was a, I was oh, a teenager. Okay. I thought you were I saying was, in 1992. You're no, I was no. like a seven-year-old having awkward feelings about these boys, and I blame it on Kenny Ortega because there's a lot of pelvic thrusting. There are there's a lot of pelvic thrusting. And as a in 92, I was six years thrust. old. His go-to, his go-to is it like, really what, do we, what do we have to put in? <laughs> what do we? Uh, I, I, I need some choreography for this one part. You know what? Hand thrust. Pelvic thrust, we're good. <laughs> yes, Let's move on. There's just so much pelvic thrusting. And as, as I was rewatching it too, I was like, oh, why are my eyes down there not like up at what's happening? But I was like, oh, because every other move they're thrusting their there pelvis. Are, in I some noticed way. this time too, there like are a lot of like shirtless, inexplicably shirtless extras. Yeah. Like they're handing out the papers in that one scene. <laughs> and there's like arc welders who are like, I'm just in my pants, man. Hand me that. And I was like, ooh. And yeah, then there's a guy jumping York. off of the bridge yeah, in Brooklyn. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. sweaty. They don't have time for shirts. They wear okay. white underwear swimming. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, hey guys. Six if you are a teenage girl, this is for you. I was all, I was all about Jack Kelly and Denton. I mean, I would have been for Jack Kelly if it weren't yeah, Denton. Okay, I just didn't like his hat. I just 
thought the Jack his cowboy hat. I thought I Jack like and Sarah hat. were I meant wanted, to be. I like the New York style hat. <laughs> he he dared like, to be different. He, he Are dared. we seriously going to have a civil war about hats right now? <laughs> Stop it! It's going down. Alexis. No, okay. Jack Kelly and There's Sarah been were. Many, many many my hat. That's not the. It's different. It's a different hat. It is a different hat. And it looks adorable on you. Thank you. She's just <laughs> saying that. I know. Okay. She's going to beat me up after this. So, so sorry. Alan Menken wrote the music for this iconic Disney, especially for early 90s. So good. And they had him write it because he wrote Little Mermaid and Little Mermaid was so successful. They actually, I don't think they were thinking of making this a musical, which is why Christian Bale signed on. <laughs> I feel like and Christian Bale, would, sudden, I mean, this was his, like, like he had done stuff before this, but like not a whole ton and not anything that's recognizable. So like, I feel like Disney signs you up for a movie and puts you in the lead regardless if it's a musical or not, I'm doing it. I'm sure his, I I don't, I think it was probably more of a thing where his agents were like, listen, man, this is Disney. They were probably in the mindset of like, this is going to be a huge blockbuster. Alan Menken, who just came off like Little Mermaid. Kenny Ortega. Huge hit. Kenny Ortega. Well, this was his first time directing. Oh, directing, yeah. Yeah. But not choreography. Yeah, not choreography. But But so like, they were probably like, pushing him like do this man and then he got into it and I was watching some um you know interviews with the cast and whatnot and they were the choreographer the help the like stunt choreographer she was like yeah Christian Bale doesn't like to like rehearse these scenes or anything (laughs) he just wants to show up and be there so that's why when you okay well well, yeah okay say it again say it again okay um I just like the the feel of the songs, like because I feel like they each, ha- while they kind of mesh together well, which is why the reprises, which Stephen hated, by the way, <laughs> I made him listen to the sound. It's like part of like the most fun part of this show for me is making him watch these musicals with me and listen to the soundtracks. But he was just like, I've heard this song four times. They only wrote four songs. And I was like, stop, <laughs> stop right now. It's just because they sound alike because he does such a good job of meshing the soundtracks together yes uh but like they each have like this like strong feeling behind them too like carrying the banner not like even that i feel like is like it's just so powerful like alan macon has a way of taking songs and even though they're still fun and like catchy like if you listen to the words you're like oh like this actually is really powerful. I I mean I I'm not gonna lie when I put in the DVD to like rewatch it and the DVD the like the music plays up and I'm like getting all teary eyed I'm like oh, I just love this I can't wait <laughs> and then it's stuck in your head for eight days but yes <laughs> for forever ever since we started talking about this I've had newsies stuck in my head and then I listened to the soundtrack on my drive to a wedding this weekend and on my drive home and I watched the movie so now everything's really in there but it was interesting to actually because i've been watching this since like since it's released basically like i didn't see it in theaters but i definitely we had the first vhs copy and we wore that sucker out um so it's like since 93 i'll say whatever but it's like i never really stopped to listen to what they were singing about mm-hmm. it's like as a kid i was like oh this is just like fun movie and then but that's like, the great as, thing that's why it yeah it's like actually teaching you something and throughout the years i'm like oh wow like these kids had it tough, and they're telling me about it in this song that's so fun and like. There are some lyrics though, and I mean, I guess we'll talk about this next week when we talk about the play that were changed. And um, 
I love them because I, I only know all the original lyrics. I've only seen the Broadway play once. I don't listen to the Broadway music nope. because I, I love the original so much. But, I mean, you have lyrics like, Pulitzer may crack the whip, but he won't whip us, which is not brought over <laughs> to the play um, because it sounds like Pulitzer's running some, like, pain dungeon. <laughs> and then, I mean, you have other lyrics like, A Saturday Night with the Mayor's Daughter, which from the King, King of New York does not move over to the new one. Um <laughs> So why? I don't know, guys. It's like I, you know, but they're they're boys, so I kind of like I get it. It's not like to me, I don't find it malicious, but I guess they when they moved it to be a Broadway musical, they were like, we should probably change some of these things to be a little more PC. They're probably thinking, man, the shit we got away with in the '90s, man. (laughs) (laughs) We should say whatever we wanted. No one caused a protest, but nowadays it'd be like, um, you guys hate women and you're just like we had to change the cover of the frickin' Little Mermaid cover because it looked like a penis. One person (laughs) finds a penis up there and ruins it for everyone. If you want to find a penis, you can find a penis in anything. Right? The Washington Monument is a penis. Come on. Um, There are plenty other penises in this musical. Just saying. It's a lot of pelvic stress. Also, in regards to the music, like the dancing plays a huge factor. And I'm going to talk more about the dancing because I think the play is more about the dancing than the movie. Um, But, you know, we do have Kenny Ortega, who is one of the biggest choreographers. What do you guys think, like, having a choreographer direct, do you think that, like, kind of, like, hinders or helps a movie overall? Like, not even in this maybe one circumstance. I honestly think that if it's a movie that's not strongly focused on the acting, like this one is, I think it helps. Because as the choreographer and the director, you're seeing things in the camera moves while you're doing the choreography that you can then make sure can happen. Because I think a lot of times what I've seen some choreographers do is... Chore- choreograph this great number and then it gets to like the actual stage and stuff and you're like wait okay now I have to change things because the camera needs to come here and as the director you're already thinking of all these things mm-hmm. so maybe it helps a little bit I think people are people I really do Cliff um, no I think, <laughs> I think people are people and I think like when you look at the other stuff that Kenny Ortega has directed like you look at Hocus Pocus there's no dancing in Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus and I don't know about you guys but I love that movie yes I think it's a great I'm not movie. talking about having a choreographer become a director director i'm talking about having him do both in one film is he being too stretched is i don't think so he did high school musical he did this is it i mean he's like he if your movie is going to have a lot of dancing it's probably better to have a choreographer director to kind of know how how the dance is going to meld with um with the imagery so that it doesn't end up just looking like the dancing in this is so beautiful because it actually like the camera moves with the dancing mm-hmm. you're not going to see just like a static shot like you do in West Side Story where people are just like a one shot dancing on a roof that doesn't happen here which is why to me like the dancing in this movie is so compelling because you you have all these different things happening but it's not just like you're filming you're filming a stage show it's very true and I mean they spent what like 10 weeks I think it was like doing martial arts training and dance rehearsals before they even started filming so I mean, to help the kids really get to know each other and to make sure that that was portrayed on camera. And then he really got to spend time with these guys getting everything down and knowing what his shots were going to be to make sure that, like you said, the camera was moving with them. Um, And I do have, you know, some of these people, some of these actors weren't uh, dancers, obviously, to begin with, and they had to learn. So I do have two clips, and um, it's of Christian Bale. 
and one of them is a funny clip. But the first one, I do want to give him credit for, because this is the Santa Fe clip of him dancing. If we can pull that up, Alexis. Just to give kind of a taste, like, of... While you can tell if, you're, if you've done dance that he's not a dancer, like, I think he still does a really great job. My head, I like to He think. actually does, like, coming from a dance perspective, looking at someone knowing that they, quote-unquote, don't dance. Does a really good job. I like to think in my head that... Like, just this they stuff where he They does... reshot this a bunch of times just to add more dirt on the floor for the kicks. Yeah. And this, <laughs> even that, that thing where he does, where he goes down to the floor and kind of rolls onto his knees, that's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's hard. And, like, like, you know, there are certain circumstances where you can tell, like, the split jump, like, if he was a trained dancer, would be way higher. But, right. like, he does a great job with it. And that leads me to my second clip, which is Tiana. <laughs> when you when you talked about him not wanting to do more takes, Tiana said that this was what she was thinking, <laughs> because this just like as an introductory to his dancing was the weird part for me. And he's on the right here. Sorry, it's terrible. It's all I could find. But he, okay, punch, thrust, and then watch him. Like, <laughs> Absolutely I terrible. I never watched him do that. <laughs> like I, that's something I've noticed, and I I always thought, um, you know, what's looking at this as much as Christian Bale might hate it, he's brilliant. Like yeah, this, really watching good. him in this role. First off, you have to remember he's Welsh and he's putting on a like a New York accent. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a blanket American accent. He has to put on an accent. It's a New York accent, um, and then he. He is like the emotional anchor of this movie, and he does it so well. And it's like it's so sad to me that like he's probably a teenager hating musicals, whatever. Didn't like the fact that it didn't do well. But it's like so many, so many young girls like me looked at him, and I was like, "You're so cool. You're so cool." And I think that um, I think that actually was a combination of like I didn't rehearse enough, yes, but also like a character choice. It's like you. You have all these guys, like, David is a more polished kind of guy. Like, um, you have these characters that are kind of um, dancing all around you. But I think having the the male lead be flawed and his character is flawed, having him dance flawed just kind of adds to that. I'm on that with you. I'm going to call <laughs> a little bit of bull. I'm going to say maybe that was a justification he used to not have to do it again. Because he got messed up. And or that's just the take they that they used. Yeah, the other I takes they, were well, the better is, for him, but worse for everyone I else. I think they would have made him do it again if they didn't love that take. And the reason I love that take is because it's like it's so Jack Kelly. He's like devil may care. He's like, yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> I love it just to laugh at it because it just reminds me of like a drunk stumbling. But then. Yeah, it does look like that. But I mean, just to go off of what you were saying earlier about what the, I guess, assistant choreographer or whatever was saying was that he didn't like to rehearse because as an actor, he likes to be more spontaneous. So they rehearsed this like four months in, ago and then they're dancing now on set. And so she, they made a deal of like one to two days before they were going to film a big dance number. They would rehearse it a couple more times. And she said it was actually great because he would remember every step from four months ago, even though everyone else was still rehearsing the numbers, but he wouldn't be rehearsing with them. And so for him to pick it up again in like one to two days was 
Yeah, to like her, not, kind of. Well, faulting. we know why. It's because. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm not faulting Christian Bale at all. He wasn't a dancer, and I'm giving him due credit in yeah. a majority of it, but that one I am going to call Yeah, him. that one, of course you should. Um, but he also said that, you know, he never sang before outside of, like, in the does, shower and stuff. He does a decent like, job he, with that, too. Yeah, and he does a decent job with that, and I think that's one of the things of, you know... He, he was embarrassed that he was doing a musical because I think especially back in this day, I think that to be taken seriously as an actor, you didn't want to be doing, you know, like a frivolous musical, at least in his mind, that's what he thought. So I could see how he was like, oh, a musical now, like I'm not even a singer why, or a dancer. Why am I doing this? It is an interesting choice to make um, on Disney's part, like to hire someone that is not even super known that isn't a dancer or a singer to lead in it mm-hmm. but i mean it paid off for them i mean later later, later. <laughs> way later later but again. i do think i do think that when you watch him in this role like i don't know who was up against him but i couldn't imagine anyone else playing this part yeah. he like that the stuff that he has to do like that cowboy dancing scene i think it comes off really really well and if it was somebody else you would be like this cheesy motherfucker you know <laughs> but but he makes it look cool he makes everything he does look cool even if it's technically not cool. You know? I'm Batman. <laughs> That's why. That's why. You know how many times Steven said that during this film? <laughs> Just because it even takes place in New York. Oh my gosh. Segwaying into. This film, unfortunately, did not do well in the box office. It flopped. It got really negative reviews from critics. Not from fans. From critics. Yeah. Um, and it did get nominated for... Five Golden Raspberries, and won one. It got nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Director for Kenny Ortega, Worst Supporting Actor for Robert Duvall, which I kind of agree with Lame. on that one. <laughs> Robert Duvall in this movie reminds me of the bankers from Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. He does. It's which is terrifying. Years, yeah, it took me years to figure out that that was Robert Duvall. It did. For me. Like, like I didn't know until I like was reading, oh, that's Robert Duvall. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait a second. Um, Worst Supporting Actress for Anne Margaret. Which I think is unfair because she didn't really have much of a part in this film. Yeah, I didn't I understand just think that the nomination. Razzies, I don't know. For me, like, haven't haven't movies been nominated for Razzies that were also nominated for Academy Awards? I know yeah. it's happened before. It's like, yeah. You also have to remember that this movie was made for kids. Well, we're not we're not getting. I'm just just stating yeah. the facts here. I'm not like bragging on it. Uh, and it also got nominated for worst original song. If you want to play that little audio clip, Alexis, this is High Times, Hard Times. The song is terrible. Did get nominated and won. Is this in the musical? It's not in the no, musical. Okay. They switched it into a much better, better song, in my song. opinion. Okay. And it's sung by, like, a black lady. Yeah. Well, she's so bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've met her. just like, it's all so cool with it. This part is the weirdest part to me here. The little accent. Put on my vest and I stick out my chest. And I'm off to the races again. It's also just a weird song to have during that moment in the play for me. Because, like, they're all gathering together to, like, figure this out. And, like, it's just it's a little too comedic. Like, the one they use, and we'll get into it next week in the Broadway, is comedic still. But I think it's still a little more. I think they yeah. wanted something for the rally. And the lyrics make sense in that, like, you know, a lot of these kids do experience hard times. And she's, like, the the 
point of the song is to like go out there and do your best no matter what. But I do think that like it would have been better to have a song maybe that the Newsies sing with her, not just her yeah, performing but I for think them. The other part of that is that the Newsies loved going to these vaudeville shows. And when they were researching the film, they found that they spent a lot of time there. So I think this was also a moment for the Newsies to enjoy, to see us. To, for the audience to see that the Newsies loved seeing these sort of acts happen and to kind of have it just as her moment. Plus, it's Anne Margaret. You have to give her her own song. Right. When she yeah, agrees she does. to this do. This is her second song. Yeah, well, the first she one's sings. like kind of cut off. You know? baby. Yeah. That song is terrible, too. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. So it's like you have to give her her big. Yeah, you had to give her like a big moment in the. But in of course, yeah, it just didn't pay off yeah. in the end for it. It just didn't. For me, didn't come across what I mean. I didn't grow up with the film like you guys. I didn't watch it until I was in high school for the first time. Um, I still really like the film. It's surprising to me that I didn't see it growing up because, like, I've seen my parents bought every single Disney movie existing. So there's also this awesome like PSA ad that would play like on the VHS tape before the movie came on. It was like this PSA about like don't do drugs or something because it's the <laughs> '90s. So of course they always had those, but it's got a bunch of the kids from Newsies are in it but they're like themselves so that for me that was part of the movie <laughs> watching all experience the time in the late 80s early 90s yeah like part of the movie watching experience on the VHS version was for me to watch the PSA not do drugs and then get into like see Spot <laughs> Collins over there like hey you and then I thought you were going to say that they were going to tell them not to smoke since they smoke so much <laughs> in the show it was like anti-drugs Max Costello though like who played Racetrack the guy the only yes. guy, the only guy who actually has a New York accent um, <laughs> he's he's a big actor now he's on I forget what TV show he's on now. I forget too, but he was on, he like did a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was he's probably like the most stuff, well known. Apparently, he was like very into like doing research and whatnot for his role, which yes. I, I appreciate. I think it came out. And on the DVD, he does the um, behind the scenes special. Yeah, like he a does. 20 minute special he does of him like taking you through For all the negative things that came out about this movie when it first showed, like it has become a cult classic. People love this film. Like, generations. Like, people that grew up with it, people nowadays watching it, the musicals bringing it back. They do a show at Disneyland with the trolley cars. Like, it's a huge thing. So, it's always interesting to me to see these films that do get such negative press and, like, do not do well at the box office, but have, like, outlived films that did super well at the box office. Because sometimes the films that do super well at the box office, it's a great film, but it's not something I want to rewatch over, over, over and over again. It's always the ones like this that... You know, it's like when I'm having a rough day, it's like, oh, let me go sing. I think newsies. part of this, though, has to do with press. And this goes into the point that I was trying to make earlier. Whereas, like, you, when you think of critics and you think of the of people who take kids to movies, adults really take kids to movies based on, like, their adult notion of what they think kids will like or their adult notion of what they want to watch with their kids. It's not always kids being like, hey, I want to see this movie. And your parents are like, yes. Um, I think if there were more advertising to kids, um, maybe that would have helped. I don't, I, and again, I lived in Germany at the time, so I don't know what kind <laughs> no. of advertising they were doing. And I was four years old, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think that when critics look at, when you have a critic who's looking at a movie like this, this movie is definitely geared towards kids. So it's weird to me to have the critics not kind of like recognize that and then like tear it apart like it was trying to be some sort of like accurate historical representation. It also is interesting mm-hmm. to me because I like personally, if I see that a critic hated a film, I'm like, I'm going to go see that film because I usually always disagree with them. So I'm like, that's a film I need to go see because I'm going to like it because they hate it. Like I'm the, the film Excess Baggage. 
go see it. Alicia Silverstone and Benicio Del Toro, <laughs> and she kidnaps herself. It's wonderful. <laughs> Christopher I Walken. That. I remember seeing that in theater. Shameless plug for how amazing I love that, how much I love that movie and how much um, I was hated. But then you have movies like um, Bye Bye Birdie and West Side Story, which I think are terrible movies, and they're like lauded by critics, and critics love I them. Love and Anne Margaret was in Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. I love West Side Story. I'm sorry. But I also think I loved it as a kid, but then as a, as an adult, I was looking back and I was like, "This is kind of racist." Um, <laughs> but that's not like it's not intended. Like I mean, nah, whatever. But I also think that for those movies, for the time they were released, too. Like now we're yeah, it's a different. We have to category. remember back in the '90s of like something like this coming out. It was kind of you know different and well the thing was they they hadn't disney hadn't done a live action musical in, in a long time yeah. so it was like partially that um partially the fact that like i don't know what older people were thinking like if they were thinking this was going to be some sort of like document docudrama or something <laughs> but it's cute for yeah, kids I don't know. maybe they it's thought a kid like story. maybe adults thought like they're, it was gonna be violent or something well, Kenny, and the thing that Kenny Ortega does best, he did high school, he directed High School Musical, he directed Hocus Pocus, he directed Descendants. Like, arguably the thing he does best is, are these movies for, like, kind of, like, family. tweens or teenagers mm-hmm. or family? Um, and it's so weird to me that, like, High School Musical was such a hit when I think Newsies is way better than High School Musical. But that's just my hope. But that's because of the the generation that we're in also. A lot of those kids related to the kids that were in High School Musical. No one can relate to a kid, a Newsies. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Also that it was better film than High School Musical. But what does that say to me? And I don't care about all the hate I I was like relating to the like 1899 No, but remember, there's, there's, we know that a lot of us, depending on like the musicals we like and the movies, we always say, oh, I have an old soul. Kids this generation doesn't even know what the hell an old soul is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'd rather be like, I want to be like Vanessa Hudgens and fall in love with a Zach Efron like that's what it's that's like, what they it, would rather be uh, doing. they said it on dance moms because they did a prince tribute and like none of the kids on dance moms grew up with prince or really yeah. like they may have heard his music but they don't know him and they don't get it so they wasn't coming across in their dance and they were like i mean these kids didn't grow up with him they don't know these people they don't understand it so even if it is something that we didn't grow up during that time period i think like i don't know i was raised yeah. we were raised in a generation i too i think where like movies we're not as fast made as they are today. Yeah, things, things stayed, stayed in, in theaters, theaters a lot longer. longer. Like people watched older films a lot more. I, I don't yeah. know. I grew up watching a lot of old films, so it's like I, I was okay with watching something about a different time period. Whereas kids nowadays, yeah. I think, want and to I see th- more. And I also them. think that like the High School Musicals and the Descendants of the World that he does, those were at, like you said, marketed to children because they aired on the Disney Channel. Yeah, no, we no, no parent. You didn't have to did drag we your have parents. Did Disney to, Channel when we were kids? We, yeah. it, it started with Nickelodeon first, and then Disney started. No, we had picking Disney up. Channel for. A while. I lived in Germany, so this is like a legit they had all question this, I have. No, because like Suzy Q and all those old movies were yeah. Disney Channel originals. Original that I yeah. watched like growing up, but they didn't have like the the manpower that Nickelodeon had back in the nineties yeah, to start with. True, um, like and then more, Disney caught up and surpassed. Yeah, they were more like Nickelodeon was more show based. Yeah, so I'm thinking that you know those other movies that can. Ortega has done now I don't have if I'm seven years old I don't have to say mom take me to see this I just turn on my TV it's yeah. on and once it premieres on the Disney Channel they do like marathons of it and I wonder if in this film would have marketing. done better if it had been like a Disney Channel original rather than a theatrical I think so I also just think that if it had been released in 2000s instead of 92 it would have done better I think that the time period that it was released just maybe we weren't ready for it 
Well, luckily for well, luckily us, it has become us. a cult classic and it's available and it's... everywhere. It hasn't just diminished off into nothing. I know. They, I, the version I own right now is the, the 20th anniversary version, yeah. which sounds like it's the one you own with the commentary. Uh, yeah, it's, 20, so. it's been over 20 years. Collector's edition? Yeah. yeah. But I love how even on the cover of this, it has Robert Duvall and Anne-Margaret. Well, yeah, because they want to sh- showcase the yeah. On the cover of mine, it has Robert <laughs> Duvall, Anne-Margaret, and Christian Bale, because oh, by 20th, this point, yeah. he was, he was, famous. Yeah, he was famous. famous. It's like when you, if you had the original Nightmare on Elm Street, it didn't say anything about Johnny Depp, really. But now, it's like the main thing is like introducing Johnny Depp. It's yeah. the first thing he ever did. But he was a nobody when that came out, so of course they're not going to show Of course they're not. And I think, you know, the other thing to me, it's it's we'll talk about this more when we talk about the musical, but the one thing this lacks is obviously like a, a good like female character. There were female newsies. There weren't a lot of them. Um, I kind of wish that the sister who's is the only newsie or person, not newsie, the only character whose name I can't remember. Because, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, because she's worthless. Um <laughs> She's not interesting. I Damn, wish she. Cold. Yeah, I wish she would have been a newsie. It was they cast they could have her. Done more with her character. I they agree. cast her because she had chemistry with Christian Bale. They were thinking of casting um, basically he Mila Jovovich because she can sing, and they were going to give her uh, like a, a singing a song. And then he like did not have any chemistry with her, so they cut her out. So there's no like there's no real girl song, and they're like. I don't know about you guys, but like watching it, I always wanted to be like Denton or the Newsies. I didn't, you know. You didn't want, yeah. You didn't want to be the girl character. I didn't want to be Anne Margaret, and I didn't want to be. Finds a two-day-old hot dog later in a drawer. <laughs> or when she pushes the them off of her when she's carrying them. With her boobs. Get off boobs. of me. I was Get like, off of me. Stop. You're terrible. The like at almost rape scene. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> It's kind of. I shouldn't have air quoted way, but it kind of like seemed like it was going in that direction. (laughs) It's like, where are we going with this, guys? It's Disney. Let's remember. All right, guys, we're out of time, unfortunately. Uh, But next week we we will all be back. We're going to be talking about the musical this time, the Broadway musical that they adapted from this movie, Uh, and we can discuss the differences and everything about that one too. So thank you, guys. Have fun and see us today. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.